Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us hear the word of God as we find it written in St. Luke's Gospel, reading there in the first chapter, beginning at the 26th verse. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. Lord Jesus, open thou my lips, that my mouth may show forth thy praise. Amen. Good evening, dear friends in Christ Jesus. Not only you who are here in God's house, but also you Christian friends who are worshiping with us by means of the radio. This is that night of nights, is it not? It's the night of memory for you and me from the early days of childhood, Christmas Eve. Everywhere, everywhere, Christmas tonight. And I know that it has been at the call of your soul and mine that we have come here to God's house wanting to spend the waning moments of Christmas Eve here and to greet the dawn of Christmas Day, also in God's sanctuary. I love Christmas Eve, and I know you do too. There is something within my heart that cries out that I would like to stop time because Christmas seems to come and it goes so quickly. That oh, if it could just stop for the moment, we could enjoy it even more, this glorious holy night. And as we have come to hear the Christmas story once again, which is ever new, we say to ourselves, what's it all about? What was it that took place on this holy night nearly 2,000 years ago? We have come from Advent very quickly, have we not? Namely, this morning to this evening, we are ready to go down to Bethlehem. I thought it would be very appropriate tonight that we would say, I wonder what the story would sound like if the mother of the Christ child were here and if she told the story. If she were here tonight, I think her story would go something like this. She would say to us, my name is Mary. I know that you call my mother Anne. That name is not found in your scriptures, but it is a tradition in the church that that was my mother's name. I was just a young virgin girl. I lived in a small village called Nazareth, up in the province of Galilee, about 100 miles 
from Bethlehem. Really, my friends, nothing of great importance had ever happened to me up until this time. I will say that I was very much in love with a young carpenter who lived in my village, and his name was Joseph, and we were engaged and we were going to be married, and we were very much in love with one another, but this is about all that happened to me up until a certain day in my life. And then, friends, one day when I was alone, I saw an angel. And I had never seen an angel before. Have you ever seen one? And he came to me and he said, My name is Gabriel. And then he said to me that I am highly favored among women. And he said that the Lord was with me. And he told me that I would be blessed among women. And I, I wondered what he was talking about. And oh, I was afraid because I wondered what the angel would say next. And he called me Mary. He knew my name. And then he told me this. He said that I was going to conceive in my womb and I was going to bear a son. And his name was going to be called Jesus. And he told me that he would be great and he would be the son of the highest. That I would be the mother of God. Then he also told me that he would sit on the throne of our father David and that he would rule the kingdom of Jacob and that his kingdom would never have an end. Oh, I tell you, I was frightened, just a virgin peasant girl living in Nazareth. And when he saw that I was afraid, he told me, don't be afraid. And then I told him, I don't see how this can be because I'm not married. I am a virgin. I am engaged. But I am not a married woman. And then Gabriel continued to tell me that he said the Holy Ghost would come upon me and the power of the highest would overshadow me and that that holy thing which should be born of me should be called the Son of the Highest. I, a virgin, to be the mother of the Son of the Highest? I didn't understand. But I said to Gabriel, Be it unto me, as the Word of God wills it, if this is what God wants for me, it's all right with me. And then Gabriel told me that my cousin Elizabeth, who lived down in Judea, was already great with child, six months with child, and that again this child was going to be great also, that she, even though she was aged, was going to give birth to a babe. Then Gabriel left. And I was there alone with my thoughts. 
And I wondered when I thought of our great prophet Isaiah, who had lived 700 years before I came into the world, that he had said one day, Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. And then I thought to myself, I wonder why God chose me of all the young girls in Israel that I should be the fulfillment of Isaiah's prophecy, that I should be that virgin blessed among women who would be the mother of the Son of God. I wondered about the ways of God that day when I was alone. I thought back and I said, Oh, God has waited 4,000 years to send the Christ child, the Messiah. I thought of the time back in the Garden of Eden, our first parents, Adam and Eve, when they had sinned and when in our scriptures I knew that God had given the first promise that he was going to send the Savior when he spoke to Adam and Eve and to Satan and said, And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Four thousand years ago I remembered that God had made the first promise that a Savior was going to come, and now I, Mary, was to be the mother of this Christ child. And though I thought of the mercy and the power of God, that the Messiah should come from Eve, and Adam and Eve, I remembered, had two sons, Cain and Abel, and I knew that Abel was to be the one from whom the Christ child should come. But you remember, do you not, that Cain killed Abel. And then I thought of the mercy of God, that God raised up another son, and his name was Seth. And from Seth should come this Messiah, the Son of God, 4,000 long years ago. And then I thought of Noah who lived a thousand years after Adam and Eve and how God had to destroy the human race because of its wickedness by means of a flood. And yet there was Noah and I remembered and I thought of the great promise that Noah made when he blessed his oldest son Shem. And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of Shem. I remember that 3,000 years ago God had promised from Shem shall come the Savior, the Messiah. He's going to be a Shemite. And I thought of also the blessing that Noah gave to his other son Japheth. And Japheth shall dwell in the tents of Shem. And I thought, oh, this Savior that's going to come is going to be the Savior of the Japhethites whom I knew was the father of all Gentile nations. Oh, I thought, God in his graciousness and in his love and mercy, after 4,000 years of longing and waiting, was going to fulfill these wonderful promises. And then I thought of Abraham when God decided to raise up a nation that would be peculiar and different 
When God had asked Abraham to leave Ur of the Chaldees and said, if you will go to a land where I will send you, I will make of you a great nation. And I thought of Father Abraham leaving Ur and going up into heaven and finally coming down southwestward into the land in his day which was so strange to him known as the land of Canaan. And I remember when Abraham was in that strange land and came through the ancient city of Jerusalem, how he had met that great priest Melchizedek who had blessed him and to whom Abraham had given tithes. And I remember that David had said that his Savior would be a priest like this great Melchizedek. Oh, I wondered about the mercy and the power of God. And Abraham didn't have a son in a strange land. And I thought, oh, what mercy God had shown that when Sarah was 90 years old and Abraham 100, that God had blessed them with a son and that Sarah couldn't believe that she was going to have a child and she laughed and so they named him Isaac, which means laughter. They smiled at the mercy of God. And I thought of Isaac being the father of Esau and Jacob and I remembered Jacob having 12 sons and how finally they went down into Egypt, how God was guiding them, and they lived in Egypt. Seventy of them went down, and they were there 430 years. And our nation became a people of between one and three million people. And I thought of the time when Jacob was blessing his 12 sons, and he didn't give the firstborn blessing to Reuben, who was his firstborn, or to Simeon, or to Levi. I thought of the mystery of God, that God took the fourth son, and his name was Judah. And God had said, The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet, until Shiloh come, and I to be the mother of Shiloh, the peace bringer. And I remember and I thought, oh, of the mercy of God. Oh, God, taking so many years to bring this Jesus into the world, how after they were down in Egypt that God raised up a Moses and they left Egypt and finally after 40 years of wanderings, God allowed them under Joshua to cross the river Jordan to come into the land flowing with milk and honey. Oh, I thought of the mercy and the great power of God directing all these things. And now I, Mary, the virgin, to be the mother of this Messiah. How finally we had a great king on the throne, David of old. And how when David and Solomon had died and the nations were divided, how the northern kingdom was destroyed and then the southern kingdom or the tribe to which I belong, Judah, when God had carried our people from Jerusalem into captivity in Babylon for 70 long years. And then I recalled, because Gabriel had told me that I was to be the mother of the son of the highest, 
how Isaiah had also said about this Christ child, Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, and that his government would be based upon the government of David. And I remember that Micah had said, But thou Bethlehem Ephrathah, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth and arise, who is to be ruler in all Israel. That Messiah was to be born in Bethlehem. And then I thought, when our people under Cyrus were permitted to come back to the land of Israel, to the Holy Land, that there were 400 years when God didn't speak to us. And I remember that it was Zechariah who had said that our king was going to come. But, oh, friends, 400 long years and nothing had happened. I thought of the ways of God and then to think that he sent an angel to me, the virgin, that I was to be the mother of the Son of God. I don't know why. I can't tell you, friends, why God chose me. I don't know why in his wisdom, except I know that God is merciful. I couldn't tell Joseph that I was going to have a child. I couldn't tell him what had happened because you know that very few would want to believe my story. So I decided that since my cousin Elizabeth was six months great with child that I would leave Nazareth and I would go down and visit her down in the Judean hills. And so I told Joseph that I was going to visit for a while. And I went down to Judea, and I came to the home of my cousin Elizabeth and her husband, Zacharias. And friends, when I walked in the door, her child leaped with joy within her. And Elizabeth wondered what this meant. And I realized that she would understand and then I told her my secret, that I, Mary, had had a visit by the angel even as she, Elizabeth, had had, and that Gabriel had told me that God had chosen me, a virgin, to be the mother of the Messiah. And she embraced me, and then she sang a song, Elizabeth, and again she rejoiced and thanked God and she said, Oh, what a privilege it was that the mother of her Lord should visit her. And then it was that I inspired, sang my Magnificat, My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. And that again all generations would call me blessed. I stayed with Elizabeth for about three months, just about the time when it was in readiness for her son. And you remember that story, who was John, was to be born. 
And then I left the hill country of Judea. And then I came back home. By this time, friends, you can well imagine that anyone looking at me would know that I was going to have a child. And when Joseph, the man to whom I was engaged, the man that I loved so dearly, saw me, he knew also that I was going to have a child. But I couldn't share my secret with him as much as I loved him. Who would understand that I, a virgin, was going to have would Joseph love me that much? And when he knew that I was going to have a child, he was a kind man. He was very considerate. He had decided that he was going to break our engagement, but he was going to do it privately lest he hurt me and lest I be held up as an object of ridicule and scorn in the little village in Nazareth where I lived. And this was most kind of him. But I still couldn't tell him. And I put it all into the hands of my God. And I was certain that God some way would let it be known to him. Early one morning, Joseph came to my home. And he embraced me and he kissed me. And he said, why didn't you? tell me and I looked at him and I said Joseph do you know and he said yes last night in a dream an angel was sent by God to me and told me not to be afraid to take you as my wife and then told me the great secret that God had chosen you Mary a virgin to be the mother of the Christ child and oh, he embraced me again. And he kissed me and he told me he loved me. And he said that I was to be his wife. Now he knew the secret. But an angel of the Lord had told him. And here we were up in my hometown. And because he knew my secret, oh, it was such a comfort to be able to talk to him about it to know that I would not be an object of ridicule and be disgraced in the eyes of my friends. And oh, there was also this assurance, my friends, tonight, that because now he was to marry me, that my child would have him as a legal father, and that my child would be a descendant of David because Joseph was of the tribe of Judah, and also of the family of David. We wondered about the place where this child should be born. We wondered how would we get to Bethlehem. But oh, God has wonderful ways, friends. There went out a decree about that time from Caesar Augustus. You see, we were a captive nation. We were under the Roman legions. And Caesar Augustus ruled in Rome and he decided that he wanted a census to be taken and enrollment for taxation. And it was always this way among the Romans that whenever there was a census, whenever there was any taxing to be done, that we Jews were permitted to do it our own way. 
And it was our ancient custom when we were to pay our taxes and to be enrolled that we went to the city of our ancestors. And because my ancestor was David and Joseph's ancestor was David, because both of us were from his family and from the tribe of Judah, we thank God that now we could leave Nazareth because the neighbors, you know, never understand. What neighbor would ever believe that I was a virgin, that I was going to give birth to the Son of God? No neighbor would believe that. So we left Nazareth. And we were poor people, but all poor people had a donkey. And your pictures show me riding a donkey and Joseph leading the beast of burden. We left Nazareth, and our usual way was to bypass the land of the Samaritans. So we crossed the river Jordan over, and we took the east road coming down into Judea. And after we had traveled, we came into the city of Jerusalem. I mentioned to Joseph, there is the citadel of our nation when our nation was great. And I said, Joseph, there is where our ancestor David had been seated upon the throne. We left Jerusalem going down to Bethlehem. It's just six miles south of the city of peace. And we started our journey down. And may I say as we traveled alone, oh, I had such a sense of security because I knew that God was looking down. I knew that I was to be the mother of God's son. And I thought of the 10,000 times 10,000 angels, the 100 million angels of heaven looking down and watching that nothing would ever happen to my baby who was yet unborn to the Christ child. Oh, I knew that heaven was watching and was protecting me. We made our way down the Bethlehem Road and we came to the tomb of Rachel. You remember that when Jacob and his beloved Rachel were on the way back to Canaan from Haran, that she gave birth to her second son, Benjamin. You remember she died in giving birth to him. And Jacob mourned for Rachel, and he buried her along the road near Bethlehem. And as we journeyed along, we looked at the fields of Bethlehem, and I reminded Joseph, I said, Joseph, there is where our ancestor David where he sang some of his beautiful psalms and I thought of that beautiful psalm that we knew the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want he maketh me to lie down in green pastures he leadeth me beside the still waters he restoreth my soul he leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. 
My cup runneth over, and oh, my cup was running over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And I said, Joseph, a God is with us. David must have been thinking of his Lord, and here I, the mother of his Lord, and I reminded David and of David's life here, and he was a descendant of one by the name of Ruth, and I told Joseph about him. I said, Joseph, remember that this is where Ruth, the Moabitess, a little heathen girl, where she had gleaned in the fields of Boaz, and you remember that Boaz fell in love with Ruth, and they had a son by the name of Obed, and Obed was the father of Jesse, and Jesse was the father of David. And I reminded Joseph, and Joseph, my son, he's got the blood of a Moabitess in his veins. She was a Gentile. Oh, thank God he's going to be the Savior not only of us Jews, but also of the Gentile world. And I reminded Joseph also that Boaz was the son of Salmon. And Salmon had married Rahab, who was the scarlet woman of Jericho. And I reminded Joseph, Joseph, my child is going to be the Savior, not only of the Gentiles, but also of the fallen, the disgraced, the outcast. He has the blood of Rahab, the harlot flowing in his veins too. Then we were going along and I said to Joseph, you're going to have to hurry, Joseph. I'm not feeling well, Joseph. I'm having some pains, Joseph. We hurried on into the village of Bethlehem and Joseph went into the inn and he tried to get a room because my hour, my hour was about come and... He was told the inn was all filled up there. There wasn't any room. And so Joseph came back and said, I can't find a room for you, Mary. And we looked around and we saw a stable. And Joseph said, we're going to have to go into this stable. And I said, Joseph, we'll have to hurry. And we went into a stable that night because there was no room for us in the inn. And Joseph lit a light and there it was when we were all alone, but I knew that heaven was watching, and I knew the angels of God were watching us. And that's when I brought forth my firstborn son. And I had brought baby clothes with me, swaddling clothes, and I wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and then I, I laid him in a manger, in a food trough where cattle had recently fed. We were alone that night, and we, in meditation and in prayer, we thought, oh, about the greatness of God. We were alone not too long, and we heard some footsteps. And Joseph looked and he said, well, here are some shepherds coming to this stable. And the shepherds said to my husband, Joseph, we're looking for a babe wrapped in baby clothes, but lying in a manger. We saw a light. Could it be that there is a child in a manger in this stable? 
And Joseph, my husband, said, yes. But how did you know? How did you know? We've been alone. There's been no one here. And then the shepherd said, oh, we were out in the fields and we were keeping watch over our flocks by night and everything was dark and lo and behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to us and the glory of the Lord shone round about us and we were all afraid. And the angel said, don't be afraid. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. He shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And the shepherds said, and then we looked up, and the heavens were filled with angels. And we saw a great choir of angels, and they, they sang glory to God in the highest and on earth peace goodwill to men. And the shepherds told Joseph and Joseph and I, we wondered because everything was so quiet when I gave birth to my child alone. We didn't know that heaven was going to announce it and so we had the shepherds come in and they bowed down and they worshipped my child, the son of the highest, the Messiah, the Savior, the hope of the world. And then they left. And Joseph and I were alone again. And in the night, it, oh, it started to get chilly. and started to get a little cold. And I, I picked up my child and I held him so close to my breast and to my heart. You mothers know how you love to hold your little babe so close. And as I held him, I thought of the mystery of God. I, the virgin of the ages, to be honored and revered in all generations, giving birth to God's Son. And he was born in a stable, in his crib, a manger, and I remembered what the shepherds had said and that the angels had sung. They had sung a song. So I, I held my baby so close. You see, so he, he wouldn't be cold. And this was my first lullaby. Glory to God in the highest. Lest he be cold, I held him closer than ever, and I told him, Son, this was the best we could do, born in a stable, but oh, we love you. And I sang that first lullaby, Glory to God in the highest, Glory to God in the highest, and he snuggled up close, and he was warm. I loved him so. This was the Son of God. This is what happened centuries ago tonight. Amen. The peace of God, which passeth all human understanding, keep and unite your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. 
unto life everlasting. Amen.